Wow. I wore this in honor of you, by the way. Oh, did you? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I had to. I've been oh, a fan okay. of yours for, what, 25 years or so? 20? I don't want to age myself, but. It makes us 50, right? What was that? It makes us 50. Exactly. Right? The... <laughs> there you go. Or a little bit less. Wow. Okay, guys. Thank you guys for all coming. This is so exciting. Wow. I don't think this guy needs much of an introduction, obviously, right? He's an NBA Hall of Famer, five-time NBA champion, the greatest rebounder of all time, and, of course, the BFF to the biggest supreme leader of North Korea, or the leader of North Korea. It's all good. So, without further ado, look who we got here, guys. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> All right. Here we Hollywood, go. Huh? This is Hollywood? What is what? Hollywood? This is Hollywood, right? This it was a century right? city. We're kind of close yeah. to Hollywood. More like Beverly Hills. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Are those have, all cell phones? Oh, yeah. You use every single one of them? Yeah. Is one for no, 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 Kim Jong-un? <laughs> Kim Jong-un. <laughs> I had to look at my notes. I always just, my, just my burner phones, man. Burners, you know. Wow. People check on me, you know, stuff like that. The wow. Go the government, you know, they do check up on me. I'm sure. My yeah. God. Do you have, like, one for family, one for, the, you know, for North Korea, one for Donald Trump, that kind of thing? What? What? <laughs> no, I just got one for my kids. These are my kids. Those are your kids. Oh, oh. yeah, pretty much. Well. Look, touchy right here. I know. It's very, uh, touchy, it's very huh? sensitive, this right. thing. Do you guys hear us over here okay? Yeah? All right. All right. Well, I mean, there's so much to go through with you. I don't even know where to begin. I mean, like I said, you're, you're a man of many, many traits and very fascinating. But I'm going to start with, I guess, the beginning. Um, how about this? You're a guy who was not really bred to be a, ba a basketball player, right? And then at 19, I heard you grew a foot and then decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to college now and become a basketball player when you didn't really have the upbringing of, of that, you kind of had a difficult, to say the least, upbringing. Was there somebody or something that kind of came to your brain or somebody, a coach, who said, you know what, now that you are tall enough, let's, let's try for this? Or what was? Uh, what was the reason? What yeah, like what made you, at 19 when you grew, like you said oh, yourself. 19, that was unfortunate. Uh, the fact that, you know, my mother's like five foot five, my sister's like 6'4", six, 6'3". Six, I was like 5'6", at the time, and when I was 18. So 19, something happened and uh, grew. And um, basically, um, once I grew to 6'8", I went to jail. <laughs> I thought you went to jail like 70 times, right? Oh, my God, yes. A lot. I so, went to jail a lot. So by 19, how many times were you in jail already or like arrested? I don't know, about 30 times. 30 times? Yeah. For, just, okay. just little little stuff, just little petty stuff. Oh wow! Just little petty stuff, you know, in the projects because in the projects you don't have too much, too many things to do like you do here in Hollywood. Right. You know, so 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 you don't have too many things to do when you live in like uh, on a day to day. So. Right. So then, um, okay. So then, who was there a person then who said to you, you know what? Let's start applying to these colleges for basketball, or was it just in you? Like you, you wanted to do it, and you started to do it. Like what made you decide to take this seriously now? Well, I didn't, I didn't pick up basketball till I was like 21. 21. That's when I grew, and I was just, um, you know, 
like I said, living in projects is very difficult. Right. When you um, when you have no uh, escape, no outlet, and stuff like that. And when you go in your um, in your house every day, and you're watching your mother and father selling cocaine every day, and stuff like that, and you basically don't know which direction you're gonna go, right? Right. So basically, every day when I see my family selling cocaine, selling drugs every day. Oh my God. But some the reason I kept going straight. I never t- made that right, that right turn to go and try to sell drugs. And every day I jumped the fence every day, run to the rec park, play basketball every day. So basically, I got founded at a rec, at a rec-, rec center. At a rec center. So you just uh, so. Wait, so before you be, before you had that growth spurt, basically, right. you were playing recreationally. Right. But then when you were in college, you were able, in a very short period of time, like two years, go to be an All-American right. basketball player. So something obviously, you're, you're, you obviously had a lot of discipline and a lot of work ethic to work that hard to get to that place, right? So because this, this whole podcast is really about the habits and hustle right. of people hustle. like you, right. right? You obviously have a lot of hustle, right. and it, you must have some good habits, right? So can you talk about a little bit what your habits were at that young age? Because you were still in your 20s. <laughs> well, well, I wouldn't call it habits. <laughs> but I call it like um, just knowing what to do and when to do it. And... Um, once I got to college, I started to pick up some good habits and stuff like that. Instead of having a bad habits, of course, like trying to get in trouble a lot. Now, obviously, I went from going from being in jail and almost in prison, going to being something productive in life. And so basically, some, somebody had a hand on my shoulder and said, you got to go this way. Right. <laughs> you got to go this way. And so you kept okay, on going I, that I kept, way. I kept going this way. So basically, when I got to college, I started to have a routine. I got into a routine, routine every day. What was your routine? My routine was more like, you know, get up in the morning, go work out. Basically, you know, just, just some same usual things. But once you, once you get into playing basketball, you, you know how to structure your body in a certain way. So, like, what, what, so what exactly was the routine? Physical. Let's go with the physical because you're a specimen. I think naturally and genetically, you already have a certain body type, right? But what was the actual physical regimen that you did that kind of kept you on point? Like, walk me through. Like, from you woke up at what time? Like that kind of thing. And you did what? What was the first thing you did in the morning? First thing I did in the morning? Yeah. You really want to know? I sure do. Um, first, <laughs> these guys are fucking nuts. <laughs> um, the first thing I did in the morning, I got up at 5.30 in the morning. I get up, I guess have some milk or orange juice at the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not the same now, I guess, right? <laughs> so um, I did that. I go out, go in the fields, go get the cows, cut the ice, you know, Cash three calves and stuff like that before I go to this is before I go to school <laughs> and stuff like that. So basically, five thirty to eight thirty, I'm out in, in the fields, you know, getting on the lawnmower, the tractor, stuff like that, and just you know doing my daily duties. And then when I go to go to school, I go go to school, go to practice. I go do I do do the bike for an hour a day. I lift weights for an hour a day, and after that, routine every day. Every day. So I guess you're, I'm sorry. You're, I guess you're talking about you know I I read and I've heard you say this many times that the rich family were the first people who kind of gave you that structure, right? Oh, that structure, big time. And so before that, before you met the rich family who kind of took you in and you did all those farm, those, those, I guess that, that morning ritual, ritual as yeah. farm, uh, farming, before that, were you, did you still have that, di- did you have discipline already, like built in, or that was the first thing that kind of gave you that discipline? Well, they built that into me. You know, a discipline is living in the projects. You didn't have none. You right. pretty much put your hair cut off in the projects, pretty much. So, you know, 
But uh, once I got down into the rich family, they took, they taught me discipline, taught me how to be a, an actual human being, <laughs> pretty much. So no matter what color I was, but um, they gave me some type of discipline and, and uh, some type of structure to follow. Right. Know, because you know, you know, in a, at that time, time in my life, I could have went to jail or prison very easy, very easy. I wouldn't be here today, but uh, they gave me that discipline and, and the structure, and it just kept, uh, kept embodying it to me every day, over right. and over. This is the way it is. This is the way life is. You know, you don't have to go back in the ghetto. You don't have to go back in the streets. You don't have to live homeless. No, this is the way life is. Okay, be productive. Right. So they gave you that first, right. that first kind of inkling to become that right. mentally right. that that discipline. So then, what was the difference then? Okay, so that's physically. That's what happened then. So you you took that and you kind of took it along with you when you went into the MBA. Right. What was the routine, was your routine different? Like, well, how was your routine different and what did you do physically, mentally, to kind of keep yourself mentally fit and physically fit while you were playing in the NBA? Well, mentally I kept myself together because I didn't want to go to jail. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. that, was my, that was my mentality, to be bad. Right. So oh. basically, that's my mentality, to be so bad, you know, just getting all these crazy things, do this, do this, do that, that, because it seems much fun. But right. Now, but now I had to t change my whole life around and try to structure where I didn't know anything besides living in the projects at that time. We didn't, right. go, we didn't get to go to the mall and stuff like that. We didn't get to do all this <laughs> stuff. Hell no. No, I didn't <laughs> you know, think we, so. We, we had to go you know, behind closed doors, stuff like that. So, but um, as, far as, as far as me being in that structural frame of mind to always stay on that right path, I had to sit there every day and keep thinking, keep thinking, keep thinking, going over and over about one thing. Okay. We'll keep talking. I can't keep talking. You right in my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. It's true. I don't even know. Right. Right. Thank you. All right. So anyway, lost my train of thought. Me too. <laughs> so now, where were we again? Okay. I think we're talking about uh, where were we? Uh, mentally, mentally trying. Mentally to trying. Yeah. Mentally trying to like talk about focus and discipline. That kind of threw us both off. But right. um, we're talking about in the NBA how you were trying, what your, how your routine was maybe different as you kind of got more and more further into your career. Like how you trained to be a professional bat, like to be like the best oh, rebounder yeah. of all time. You must have had some kind of structure that, that you did. Yeah, that was structure with all the guys around me and stuff like that. But when I went to the NBA, I was so green. I didn't know anything about the NBA. I just wanted to play. You know, I just, right. I just wanted to play. I was just so, so hyper. And, um, and once I got to the NBA, a lot of guys just structured me in the same sense as the as the rich family. I went from being a, a ghetto kid to like almost a normal kid. Now I'm becoming a man now in the NBA. So I had to do all this all this in three years. I mean, that's <laughs> all amazing. Three, all this in three years. So uh, it's like going from there to there. So basically, when I got in the NBA, the first three years, I had to mentally try to keep myself not being so so overwhelmed. About I, just being there, and so uh, I think uh, a lot of guys helped me out as far as like just keeping me mentally prepared, keep my man, my mind focused on what I have to do as far as outside of basketball and, and in life. That's a, did you have do you have any like mental tricks that you can share with us that you would do to kind of keep you that focused and that disciplined? <laughs> mental <laughs> mental tricks. I think we all got mental tricks, right? We we should. That's why you know. That's why I want to ask you, someone who's I, the best rebounder. Well, I put like this. I, one thing I don't do very often. I don't use the phone very often. You don't? No, I, I stay off that as much as I can. You have 11 of them. Well, pretty much. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's why I stay off this as much as possible. The only time I need to pick this up is my kids and money. That's it? That's about, that's about it, man. So it's, it's about, that's true shit. Oh, absolutely. That's, I agree. Like, that's true. But, uh, you know, but even, to, even like when I was in the NBA, 
in the NBA, once I got my feet on the ground, then I started really focusing on my mental comparison, uh, my mental mind frame as far as like, how can I sustain this? How can I sustain this nine, ten months out of the year? Right. How can I sustain this? So basically, I just kept training my mind. She said, okay, this is what I have to do. This is what's going to happen. Okay, great. I need to stay here. I need to stay on board on this right path. I got to stay here. I can always curve around and do other crazy shit. But as far as like me trying to be mentally prepared for life, I got to understand my mind comes first. Right. My mind comes first. It runs everything. It runs everything in your body. You know, without blood, your mind don't, you know, without blood, your mind don't work. Right. Absolutely. So pretty much. So it's like, it's like that. So I always keep my mind, try to keep it breathing, you know, keep it breathing naturally, naturally, naturally. I don't need anything to force my mind to go that position. I don't want any substance to go on my, my body as far as like drugs, pills. No, I want to mentally keep myself healthy up here first. Absolutely. Up here first. So. I know I understand that. So you're saying. You try to keep yourself, and I'm a big, that's what we talk about a lot. I'm a big believer that it's not really the physical, it's not the physical, it's all about your mental. And how do you have, like, how do you, if you, to, you have to have a strong mindset, you can kind of do anything. Right. But, like, so you basically did a lot of self-talk to yourself. It sounds like you talk to yourself a lot. Yeah, I do a lot. Yeah, you do a lot. Yeah, you talk. Do a lot. Me too. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. People catch me sometimes. Say, Who the fuck are you talking to? I say, I guess me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess me. You know, but I, I just walk around talking to myself. Even when I walk around the mall, I just talk to myself. Do you give yourself good answers? I give myself so, like, good answers. Good, probably, I, exactly. It seems, it seems like, you know, kind of, you know, kind of works sometimes because yeah. you know, I'm still here. You are still here, exactly. Here, so it's, it's, it's kind of worse sometimes, but but it, it's good to talk to yourself. What do you call it? Sixth sense. Yes. That's well, not, that's good. not really what they call sixth sense, but sixth sense when you have like a I, I don't know the exact definition, but you, when you have like a an intuition of intuition, something, right? Yeah, but you have a, you must have a good intuition. I mean, to do what you did so well. I mean, I heard that you would study the rotation of the ball right. by everybody on your team and everybody else on everyone else's team right. constantly. Oh, always constantly, yeah. and that's how you became the best. Which, which I thought was, which I thought, what I think was really interesting about what you did specifically was that you had that most unselfish position in in basketball because right, you know, everyone's looking for the shooter all the time, right. and you literally made everybody else look good by doing what you did so well. Right. And I thought that was, I think that's really, it's the most unselfish, basically, task in the in in basketball. That's what's, that's like that's like part of life. Life is like that, too. You think so? How so? Life is like that. You know, if you ever look at life today, if you ever go home, and if even in the mall here, if you, you ever notice one thing, that the fact that, you know, we as, we as, we as parents, we're, we're not as selfish like we used to be. It's our kids. We, 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 our kids are like, like mom and dad. Right. <laughs> you know, we're like, oh, wow. You know, so now we got to self-teach ourselves again how to be parents again. Because kids are going up so fast, so fast it's more like, okay, great, okay, great. Now we got to mentally prepare ourselves how we're going to handle the day's work, the, the day's workload. So that's a hard job in itself. Basketball it, sports is easy. That is, that's true. I think being a parent can be one of the hardest jobs in the, in the world. In the world, mentally wise. hundred percent. Are you saying that you think that being a parent today versus back then, people are much more, like they're, it's, it's harder today or harder before what you were saying? I say it's harder today. Thing is hard with all the different influences that coming well, into people's it's, it's lives. Very hard today. It's yeah. Very hard today. Yep. You know, I um, I I was I read that also. Phil Jackson said that you were the greatest talent he ever coached, um, ever. What do you think of? 
That was cool, though. He said that because he had Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen. That's great, why. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he had the greatest athlete on the planet, Michael Jordan. Exactly. It's not like it's my coach from my high school. I'm talking like Phil Jackson had the best of the best of all time, and he said that you are the greatest talent. That's a major, major compliment. Yeah, I think Phil smoked too much weed. <laughs> <laughs> so what the fuck, man? But he used to do that. But, no, I, I just think that Phil really uh, understand the fact that uh, – I was really, really mentally balanced as far as like living life, living life. I didn't just really didn't structure any particular part of my life. I just pretty much just went through life as far as, okay, great. I'm free. I'm happy. Love is good. Everything is okay. No one's dying. I'm, I'm healthy. Great. Love, love, love. I think he loved about me because I live life. You sure do. I live life. Not just lived. You do live life. I live life. I mean, so. It's. Be, I mean, I think what what makes you so unique and so fascinating, and why I wanted so I'm so happy that you're here, is that you've kind of transcended basketball into becoming a pop icon in a way. I mean, no, I'm. I, I, That's kind of weird, huh? I, it is kind of weird, of right? All people, of, all, of all people, right? Well, I mean, the fact that I remember you as a little girl because of your blonde hair, your green hair, your red hair, and I mean, between the fact that I don't even think of you so much sometimes even as a basketball player. I think of you as literally like a pop icon. You do not just reality TV, all the other things. Like I feel like you've become like a, um, a caricature in a, self, in a sense of you. Like people like, look at this. Like look at my shirt. Like, I know, right? It's like how many people can say this? I know. That's kind of <laughs> when it's, 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 it's almost like an enigma. You are like an enigma. Like an enigma, right? So basically, you know, what, what do you see today? I did that 25 years ago. That's well. That's so funny you said that. It's, it's funny. It's funny. That I probably been dressed today. I did that 25 years ago. You are ahead of your time. I was. I was. That was, was, was too easy. You were exactly. That was too easy, man. It was just way too easy. We were just saying that. I was saying that to someone. Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday. That you know when you had the wedding dress on, oh, right? Of course. Cool. And cool. you marry yourself. Right. And I think back then people looked at it like you were the craziest person alive. Right. But if you did that today, in today's time, with the, whole, the whole movement now is about like self-love and loving yourself and being free and being who you are and being authentic. You would have been praised and thought of as like a, you know, like a, like a pioneer in it. But back then, I mean, you were looked at completely different. Right. So I think you really kind of were. That's what I think makes you this pop icon is, and that you, why you transcend basketball is because you literally were somebody ahead of their time in a lot of different ways. Like you were so free. You... You like basically, you kind of you kind of lived from the outside, from the inside out, and a lot of people don't do that. They well, a lot, a lot have of, a shell. A lot of people didn't know, didn't know what I had on me back then. They didn't know what to take of me, because I was doing all the the, the glittered hair, the, the women's clothes. You know, I, I wear like, you know, just I do I do a lot of drag and yes. stuff like that. Stuff like people didn't know what to handle me. That's why San Antonio got rid of me because it's, they knew that I was going to drag clubs. You know, they said, well, you got to get your ass out of here because you, you're not with the Bible. I said, okay, great, thanks. Thank you, Chicago. Right. <laughs> so, thank you for saving me. But, uh, Good save. But I, I did a, uh, when, I was, when I was in the NBA, when I started doing my nails, my hair, the piercings, uh, the, um, the tattoos, the NBA set me down and said, Dennis, you know what? If you get me any more tattoos, we're going to kick you out the league. It's a true story. Really? It's a true story. They told me if I got any more tattoos, they're going to kick me out the league. And what happened? I kept getting tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> tattoos. And then you kept on getting more tattoos. Like, you were the first guy to get a tattoo, right, in the NBA? Was it the first? The first one to have tattoos. Like Tattoos and stuff like that. And it's, it's so funny, the fact that the NBA knew once people started to get used to, getting used to me, mm -hmm. 
and said, okay, great. He got something going right now. And all of a sudden, I started to look at myself totally different, right? Right. Totally different. I'm like, wow, I'm more famous than Michael Jordan. You were, in I a was. way. Well, I didn't even have to shoot. I know <laughs> so exactly. I didn't have to shoot the damn ball. <laughs> I shoot the damn ball. I said, I'm more famous than him. And then next thing I said, wow, I'm, I'm actually somebody. Because before, before my career, before uh, Chicago, yeah. I was just a regular basketball player. Right. And then once I start to evolve in this whole like different culture, this uh, phenomenon, as far as like, oh my God, he got yellow hair, he got blonde hair, he got green hair. Oh my God, what's wrong with this kid? And people, these kids, and the kids start to pick it. The kids start to pick it up. They start to like it. Yeah. And stuff like that. And I just, and this came by accident. How, I was gonna say, how did it happen? I thought you were so in by, by accident. I, I went to the, uh, I went to the mall, like right, like this right here. Right. And some guy pulled me over, said, Dennis, come here. I said, what do you want? He said, I want to do something with your hair. I said, okay, great. I thought he was going to cut it, trim it, and stuff like that. I went to sleep in the barber's chair, and then I woke up. All of a sudden, my hair was blonde. You know, so it was blonde. The next thing you know, I went to San Antonio for, the, for the, uh, like appreciation for the team. Uh-huh. So I went and I said, you know what? Well, I guess you guys are going to like me because I'm the devil now. So I took off my hat, and people went nuts. And they went so that's, crazy. That's, when, that's how it all started right there. I didn't ask for this. So did you, did you love the attention that you got from it, and that's why you ca you ca or you just didn't you didn't care because I, I you don't really care what other people think, right? It's really just about what you want to do, and you just right. don't really care one way or the other, I right? I, I, didn't, I didn't care. So then, where was the first tattoo you got? Like where, where and when and who were you with anybody in particular? Or you just kind of went to a, ta a tattoo parlor and just I went to the tattoo parlor. I got my daughter's name. You know that that's that a simple symbol. That heart, that heart tattoo, yeah. with my daughter's name in it, that crap, you know, so. <laughs> All the crap. That crap right there, I said, whatever, so that little cheap thing. Yeah. So I got one of those, and all of a sudden, I, st I liked it. Then after that, I did a couple months later, I started to get more. I got a couple more. Then after that, I got a couple more, and a couple more. Then all of a sudden, I became almost fully covered. Oh, my, and you, I mean, yeah, I can so, see it. Right. I mean, so, okay, let me go back. So now we're still talking, now we're talking about you being in the Bulls, which is a great segue, because, of course, I want to ask you, you know, you hear things all the time like about you or Michael Jordan not getting along, or this one not getting, <laughs> Scotty Pippen not getting along. What, like, behind the scenes, can you give us a kind of, like, a couple of good tidbits that maybe none of us know what really kind of went on back there between, the th between you guys and... Yeah, me and, me and Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen, we had a uh, we had a, a bet every day, had a bet every day that who has the lowest body fat. Really? Oh yeah, every day. You know, we all the same size, right? We're six foot eight, six foot nine. Yeah. And um, every day we go and get our body weight, our body fat check. Michael be like, this is a true story. Michael be like three point two, Scotty be like three point three, I'll be like three point four. But every day we switch. Wow. We switch. And people say, how you guys stay so lean and so cut up? Because we, we had that regiment. Yeah. That mindset that you know, that routine. Because uh, every day we want, to, we want to be competitive and that's to, uh, to go out there and to, to show people that we may be two, 215, 220, or 210, but we are very strong and very lean and very, and very uh, agile. I love that. So basically what you're saying is that you had to have, like, because you guys all had a competitive edge, you had a goal, and every day you knew that one of you wanted to, every, you guys wanted to win every day. Wanted to win every day. So that kind of kept you guys on point to mentally, keep on going. Mentally prepared to keep Mentally on, on top of it. We, we did stuff like the crazy stuff right there. We'll do like, okay, great. <laughs> Who could run the longest? Who won the most? Um, well, we all did. We all did, okay. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> we, we, we all did. I mean, we, you know, Michael won a little bit. Scarlett won a little bit. But as far as the, we, we had this uh, competition where we had to run a, run a court. 
who could, who could do it the most, the longest, how much time. Like a, like a like, um, running so around the track kind of thing, but around the court the track, kind of. right, run on So it, who right. did it the longest? Who did the best? I did it. You did? I did, I did like, I did 27 minutes. Wow. That's a long time for basketball players. It's a very long <laughs> That's time. That's a long time, so it's like, hey, so 27 minutes, so, you know, but, but we had this game where, okay, great, we all three run, uh, one after each other, so Michael take off, Scotty take off, I'll take off, vice versa, stuff like that. So someone would blow the whistle, so the person behind, the person that's last has to run around and catch the other two. Oh, really? That's, that's the game right there. Had to catch the other two. So basically, okay, great, I'll run and go in front. The next thing you know, we run and then Scotty, he got to go in front. This went on for 27 minutes, that thing right there, running like that. All the time. Then all of a sudden, the reason why I won, because the last, the, when I got called the last time, so I, I took off, I just took off, like that. And Mike and Scotty, they stood there and looked at me. I said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going to get this shit to get over with. <laughs> so I'm going to get this shit over with. Fuck, man, I'm tired. So, you know, that's, that's the kind great. of commitment we did every day. And we fought each other every day in practice, pretty much. We elbowed each other. Michael would punch people. I'll punch somebody. Some, like, stuff like that. But every day, it was competitiveness. Always. And that's why I keep, kept you on your toes. Right. So what kind of, okay, so back then, I know you said what you did in college. So did you still do the bike one hour, oh, yeah. weights one hour a day? Yeah. Did you eat anything specifically or do anything else, like very specifically? Well, I go to, I go to IHOP in the morning. Every, IHOP? <laughs> I go to IHOP in the morning. Yeah, I'm cheap. Every, <laughs> I'm not cheap, but I love IHOP, you know. They so, have good pancakes, I have to say. Especially when your birthday is free. Oh, it is? You're telling it to the right person. I'm going to be there for sure now. Thank you for right. telling me. So anyway, so I, I eat that in the morning, then I go. But what, 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 what did you eat there? They have a whole menu. What did you eat at the like a pan? What kind of pancake did you eat? What, did you have uh, eggs? Did you have coffee? What did you eat? Pancakes, eggs, sausage, bacon, da -da -da, milk, orange juice, no coffee. No. Screw coffee. I can't drink coffee, man. You can't drink coffee? I, that's insane, right? I don't know. I mean, I drink coffee. It doesn't seem to. I know it, right? Yeah. Well, is yeah. Is it good for you? Well, I mean, it gives me a little bit of like an edge. It kind of keeps me like focused. But so basically, the coffee really tricks your mind to understand it. It gives you a little boost. Yeah, a boost. Does it trick your mind for that? I don't think it tricks my mind. I think it's a, it gives me a boost for a, fi a very finite period of time. And then it kind of just, I drop and then, you know, then it kind of. But, you, but you, th you think coffee actually give you a boost? I mean, do you, I really think th so. you really think so, right? I think it's psychological maybe, but I, I do think, I think caffeine gives you a boost. I mean, that's what it's kind of known for, isn't it? Or That's, that's, what, that's like what a lot of basketball players, they would eat like a Snicker bars. Yeah, sugar, sugar, sugar. for Sugar, sugar high. So, you know, you know, get the energy up. You know what I find so interesting? Like people like you or, in the, you guys, you ate like, Orange, you had milk, oranges. There was no such thing back then, I think, of keto diets and intermittent no. fasting and, no. you know, like Atkins. Or, oh, you were like a normal, oh. you ate like a normal person and you were like a top athlete in the world. I mean, it's like, it's to funny. me. It's funny, huh? Yeah, and it's funny how like. It's funny, though. But once you got like in the 90s and stuff like that, I, you know, my pregame meal would be like chicken and rice. Right, basic. Right, right before the game. I mean, literally right before the game. After I go to the bike for an hour, I go get my, eat my chicken and rice, and that's it. That's it. That's it. So and, and then, like, did you were you watching the tapes to like to all the rebound to to, to to like look at everybody and see what they're doing while you were working out all the time? Oh, yeah. That was your thing. Oh, yeah. Because I heard that you were like such a hard like your work ethic or so beyond a normal person. So I want to, that's what I'm trying to like get at. Like what exactly beyond the workout, beyond watching, were you just focused constantly? I just, like I'm just, I'm just mentally just there, man. You know, I, got, I don't know how I got this, 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 uh, this way of, of me being so like 
I don't want to, I don't want to fail. What, were you, what do you I don't want to fail. So basically, I just keep pushing myself every day, every day, no matter how bad or what I, I looks, how things are going, stuff like that. I want to keep pushing myself no matter what. That's a mental thing you can't build. You got to really have to really earn that for yourself. Yes, you got to I earn agree. It. You got to earn that for yourself. You just can't build it. You right. just can't build it. You know, like, like, you know, like, a, like a building here. No, you just can't build like that. You have to really earn it for yourself. Right. And once you start to get addicted to it, you start to like it. Absolutely. That's how you build any good habits and habits. routines in life, right? right? It's like doing it over and over and over again where it becomes like second nature to second you, nature, right? right? Where you don't know any different when you don't do it, it feels weird, right? Right. Right. And also I think not to like psychoanalyze you, but it sounds like because you are so fearful of going, you, maybe in your brain, you're scared of like going back to where you came from. Oh, yeah. So it pushed you to stay and like really work harder and harder than anybody else, right? right. right? I mean, I, that makes sense to me, but. Right. Um, so then let me ask you something, because I, I mean, obviously, I, a couple of things. Number one, I'll, I'll save the, the internet, I'll shave the North Korea thing till like the last thing, because I know, every, yeah, I, I know. Everyone's like waiting, I know. But um, what I'd like to know is about Madonna. Madonna? Madonna. Because, I mean, that was my era. Oh, was she like 69, 65? Like 105. I have no idea. <laughs> she's, well, it's old, huh? She's old. But, right. but, I mean, at the time, she was the hottest thing in, on the planet in terms of, like, her reach and her popularity. Right. And that's my era, so I'm going to ask you. But because her work at, she's like someone I admire because of her, till this day, her discipline, her work ethic. Did you, did you, is that how you, why you guys kind of maybe got along or connected? Because you both had that same, number one, I don't give a crap attitude how other people see us and the work ethic you both kind of have? Or what was the connecting point? Be honest. Be honest? Be honest, yeah. Well, her career was going down. That's the truthful thing right there. Really? Because no one really gave any, anything about Madonna at that time. She needed something to, something to boost her career back up like a bad boy. She loved bad boys. I yes. So basically, I was a bad boy in the NBA. So basically, she basically came and to San Antonio and chased me down. It's, do you think? Do you think that she, in her brain, like she kind of was strategic about it? She said, "My career is going down the tubes. Pretty much. I need to go get that guy." Oh yeah. You think so? Did she ever tell you so. that? I know so. She said that to you. I know so, but you know, like I said, I'm not trying to put her down and stuff like no, that. No, no, no. She's it's, cool as hell to me. She, I think we still smart. cool. We still we still cool, but. But it's amazing though when she used to like singing to me all the stuff like that. I used to say, "Man, what are you doing?" She said, what? "I'm just singing to you." I said, "You know what? I don't like your music. You know this crap." You said that to her. That's why I told her that right in her face. I said, I don't, "This bubblegum." That's why I told her. I said, "Who's bubblegum? I can't listen to shit." <laughs> stuff like that. So I go. I just leave, take up, take off, and say, "Okay, where you going?" I can't listen to this. I gotta go somewhere else and do something, right? But you know, but she she was attracted to me because of who I was, and right. uh, I made her kind of feel in a certain way. But um, we lasted for like a couple of years, and after that, I moved on to bigger and better things. Karma Electra. Karma. I was gonna I was gonna so, bring so, up Karma so, Electra too. <laughs> Don't you worry. I'm gonna, you're getting a little ahead of me right here because I'm just giving you the whole list. Oh, the whole I, list. I, I want the whole list. You, you want the whole list? Yeah, go ahead. I want the whole list. Go, okay, Madonna, Carmen Electra, Sharon Stone, Sharon Stone, uh, Cindy, Car Cindy, uh, Cindy, Cindy Crawford, Cindy Crawford. Yeah. Okay, I like that one. You, like that you one? heard it here first, everyone. All right. Uh, Jenny McCarthy. Who? Jenny. Oh, Jenny McCarthy. You're right. These are all the oldies but goodies. Yeah. Who else? Uh, let's see. I'm trying to figure it out. I forgot her name. It's been a lot. Oh, uh, shit. Well, I dated Jenny Bunce for two years. 
Oh, you did? People don't even know that. They do know that or don't know that? But she knew that. No, she knew it, but did she, anyone else? I know she, she knew, knew that. But yeah, but did, did anyone else know it? I didn't tell you. I dated Jenny Bus for six, well, two years. Wow. Okay. How was that relationship? It was cool. So of all, okay. So who, by, so who else did you date in that list? We got. I, I had no idea about Cindy Crawford. I had no idea about some of these. Actually, Jenny McCarthy. I feel like she gets around a little bit. Who else? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Chicago, I should be careful. Chicago girl, right? Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Mm. I did a couple of porn stars. Oh yeah, right. That, that was um, what was her name? I saw that, of course, the big one that everyone knows about. What's her name? Uh, Kendra. Kendra. Not Ken Kendra. Oh, you mean uh, what's her name? Uh, I the old one. Jenna Jameson. <laughs> that was the one I thought of. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, her too. Well, that really? I don't know. That's what I saw. You can you tell me. It was your life. It was not me. <laughs> yes, my life. Let's just okay. so miss me so many girls, man. I can yeah, only I imagine. So many girls because of the, you know being an athlete, da 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 da. Who you are? Uh, uh, hun mm -hmm. Whatever. I don't care. I know. I liked it. Do you like it? Did I? What, what? <laughs> I liked it. It was fine. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so then, of all those girls, who was your who was your favorite? Carmen Electra? Mm. No. Who? I don't want to. I don't. Uh, let me see. It's been a few more, but I can't think of them. I say me and Carmen. Carmen? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, why? Oh, I guess I can. I, I, I guess I can figure that one out for myself, actually. <laughs> Not really, because we, uh, this is a good story too. We was in the, over in Sunset Boulevard. I was coming to play the Lakers. Chicago was, and we went to a, a, a club called Key Club. And I was at the bar. And my friend said, "Dennis, I got some got some girl you, you need to meet right now. She's fucking hot as hell." I said, "Okay, great. I right, great." So I go to the bar, I'm sitting at the bar, da da da, and this girl walks up. She's like, that's tall, right. right? She walks up, and I said, hi, Dennis. I said, how you doing? Like, My name is Carmen. I said, great, how you doing? <laughs> Pretty much like that. But just like that, she's standing right there, right? So she, uh, so we, at the end of the night, by 2 o'clock, we go downstairs in the basement, another party, stuff like that. She comes downstairs, then all of a sudden, she comes and sits on my lap. I said, great. She said, you know who I am? I said, no. I said, your name is Carmen, right? Yeah, okay, great. Carmen, Carmen Electra. Great, cool. So, it's this a great story. So, so it's a great, it's a great fucking story. So, anyway, so we played the game the next day, Sunday. Two days later, I get a phone call in Chicago at my house, in my house, and it said, oh, uh, it's, a, it's her PR person and stuff like this. So, Dennis Carmen wants to come see you. I said, all right, great. So she, two days later, she comes to see me. The next thing you know, she comes to my house, had all these bags, right? <laughs> so she comes in the house, and as she comes in the house, about two hours later, the phone rings. And I said, okay, great, hello. He says, it's Carmen there. I said, yeah. He said, who is this? This is a boyfriend. I was like, what? Your boyfriend? <laughs> boyfriend? Boyfriend? Like, boyfriend? Like, you, know, you dating her? She said, yeah. Is she there? I said, yeah, she's right here. So I had to hand her the phone. She said, she said to him, she said, hey, she said, I forgot to tell you, I broke up with you, so goodbye. Are you serious? Yep, that was a true story right there. Wow. I said, then I, said, I asked her, I said, how in the hell did you do that? She said, you know what? I waited till you went to sleep. I opened the bathroom, went through my back, so I jumped out the window and got in the cab. True story. Get out, really? Wow. True story, kind of I, weird, right? I like that story, actually. Right? That's a good one. How did you meet your husband? My husband? Yeah. Is this your podcast, interviewing me? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, how did I meet my husband? Right. Um, I met him at a dinner party. Right. And um, 
that's a, it's a good story too. Want me to tell you that story? Want to know? All right. Well, um, I actually had another boyfriend that we broke up the night before, mm. and my friend was. You got one. <laughs> you go say you made bad too, huh? You don't like, even know. <laughs> and um, and based, long story short, not to bore everyone because no one really cares about my story here. They're here for you, but um, he was the empty chair that was for my ex-boyfriend from the, that I was dating before. Some some girl brought him for her, and then we ended up uh, dating after that. So you like Darren Prince over there, right? You just like, Darren Prince, my like favorite. Darren. Here he goes. You know, Darren will take a girl to, like, Hawaii, right? <laughs> he'll take a girl to Hawaii, right? And he'll get this nice picture with these dolphins and stuff like that. So if he don't like the girl he took to Hawaii that weekend, so, like, six months from now, He'll erase the girl's face off that picture and put another girl on that picture. <laughs> <laughs> the girl to the same place. Took her to the same place, you know. I can't right there. So by the that's hilarious. Right Not to embarrass Darren no, Prince. No, my yeah, Darren Prince is uh, Dennis's agent and partner in crime, and now my partner in crime too. Um, who actually came on this podcast a couple of months ago, my, this podcast, to promote his book, Aiming High, which is a good book. Everyone should read it. Um, yes, is that true, Darren? Is that what you do? You just kind of, like, interchange the girl? You take to Hawaii? He used to. He used to. Now he's a born-again Christian. Are you a Christian? <laughs> I love it. No, no, I anyways, love it. He's a good guy. He's a very good guy. good guy. Okay, I have a couple. Okay, I know we're probably cr crushed for time, so I need to get to North Korea because I just need to, right? It costs you like 10000 What? You want to go to North Korea, right? I, well, I, I wasn't <laughs> planning on it. <laughs> Why? Do you want to take me? You said, I want to get to North Korea. It costs oh, you $10,000. Oh, it cost me $10,000. It cost you $10,000, okay? You're very funny. I oh, like oh, your. That was very quick. Nice. That was very good. I like it. Um, actually, I don't want, I'm, I would be scared to go, but I'm going to, I'm going to basically take your word for what happens there. But right. I'm curious number, like, I know you get asked these questions all the time. That's why I'm like, do I have, do I, you, I feel like you, I've seen you been asked this, right. these questions. And then I was like, do I ask him because everyone else does, but I have to. Right. Um, so you're like very good friends with him. And I know you went there because he asked Michael Jordan first, right? Right. He said, no. He said, no. Then he asked Scotty Pippen second. Yep. He said no. And then you said, I don't care. I'll go. I'll go. Right? right? And then, okay, so now you're there. And then, like, how do you go from, like, just meeting the guy who doesn't speak English, right? Right now. To then, like, literally being, like, the international diplomat where you're going to save the country, basically. Well, you know, it's amazing, though. I didn't know anything about North Korea. I thought I was just going for, like, an autograph show. That's what, I, that's what I, I swear to God. I thought I was just going for autograph appearance, take pictures and stuff like that. They have no clue about North Korea. Wow. And then so, you're, you're like, were you like, oh, it was like a rude awakening for you, right? Like you must have been shocked or not really? Not really. I'm, I'm used to that. You know, I lived in the ghetto, honey. I've seen it all. I guess that's so, true. Like, to you, what do you care? I've seen it all. So basically, I went, I went, when I went over there, dude, basically it was more like, just watch yourself, Dennis. Be careful what you say. Make sure you bow and stuff like that. I said, all right, great, whatever. So I get off the plane, and next thing you know, you got all these diplomats lined up in the red carpet. Wow. I thought I was the president. Right, <laughs> I was right, right, right. At, at that point, I was like, damn, the president or something? They had all these diplomats. They, they're clapping. Amazing. I said, great. So basically, I went there. I sat there in front of, like, 100 people in the square room, white room, and I sat in the middle, in the middle right there. We just talked for, like, a couple hours and stuff like that. And... Uh, what is my reason for coming over here? Da, da, da. But um, are you wishing to, to achieve something? I'm like, no, I just 
You asked me to come, I came. So basically, I think the fact that when I went over there, I think the fact that he he loved basketball so much, right. so much, he couldn't get to go anywhere besides Switzerland. So he loved basketball so much, basically, he couldn't get Michael, couldn't get Scotty, but he got me, of all people. So and uh, I think the I think the first the first time we started talking, we got along so well. Like so this? Well, just like this, pretty much like this, <laughs> like this. We, he just laughed and joked up the whole time. That's all we did. We, really? I had two interpreters. He had two interpreters. So we just sit there and laugh and stuff like that. Had a couple of a couple of drinks and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, we start singing karaoke. Wow! And I, is it true that you guys sang James Brown? Oh yeah. He get up, uh, get on up, get up, uh, get on up, get on the scene, get on up like a second machine, uh, get on up, get on up, get up, uh, get on up. Right. So, so yeah, basically, we start singing James Brown stuff, like, and they love—I swear to God—they love one song particular, what? one damn song. I keep, I keep telling these guys, quit playing that fucking song, man. What song? It's, the, it's that thing from Dallas. Dallas. I swear to God, that's every time the band start playing. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Really? They played it every other five minutes. I'm like, God, would you guys quit playing this shit? Really? In the 80s, right? I mean, I swear that's the only song they wanted to play. Why? I don't know, dude. I have no clue. So they're not playing like Jay-Z or Beyonce or anything like that? They have no clue about rap. They don't? No. Okay, they don't. How about like pop, like Madonna? Would they be playing Madonna? Yeah, they know. They music like that, yeah. They would? Stuff like that, but they don't really... You know, it's been seven years I've been over. I mean, it's been seven years since I've been going. I was right. last year, a uh, year and a half ago, year and a half ago. But uh, they keep asking me every month to come back over. But, you know, that guy in the White House. Oh, yeah, that you know, guy. Yep, I know <laughs> that guy. The White House guy in the yeah. White House. So, <laughs> yep, you know, that so guy. He won't lift that, that embargo or whatever. So once you do that, I'm going to be right over there. Wow. So, okay, so what do you got besides karaoke? Is there any, like, thing that I haven't seen you talk. Like I know you do karaoke. I saw you were on ski you were on jet skis. Right. You're like on his private island. Okay, what besides those things, give me one thing that you did on that island that you haven't told anyone. Like give me one nugget, one thing that will be like, oh wow. Well he has a little daughter, right? Oh I did. When she was born, I think I was a I think I was the first guy American individual to hold any of the siblings at that age, at two months years old. She was two months and you were holding her? Holding, holding the whole time for like two hours. I bought her like a little Rotman jersey. Really? I put it on her, put it on like that, and we took pictures, all, all of us, the whole family. That's cute. All right, stuff like that. So basically, so um, it's, it's, it's a lot of the things that people don't know, but uh, the things I've been talking about North Korea has came true. And, um, and it's funny though how Donald Trump has taken all this credit. I'm like, he's taking all this damn credit. I said, I don't care who take the credit, just, just talk to the guy. And all of a sudden, when you see him on TV, they head to head like this, you even see him laughing with Donald. Right. So you see him laughing and stuff like that with Donald. And, and I, I try to t- t- tell people this, the fact that he's not a dangerous guy. Seriously, he, don't want any, he really don't want war. It's the fact that he just want to be fair, for people to be fair with him. You know, because it's like saying, okay, great. If you, if you separate yourself from society in the world, and you're the only country in the world, and you're fighting against everybody else, I mean, you, you'll feel kind of difficult too, right? This has been going on for a long time. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, and I told people, I said, Kim Jong-un didn't create this fucking mess. His grandfather and father did that. Right, so he's just part of the he, generation. He, he's just part of the generation. That's pretty much what it is. You know, so basically, he's trying to change. You think he is trying to change? He's, I mean, he's trying to change because I don't know any other 
any uh, leader, supreme leader in North Korea would go to Singapore and go in the streets and start doing selfies. You did, did, you, did you see that? I did see that. Did you see that? But I don't know. He's not doing selfies to himself and having a good time. But, you know? but I think because he, okay. But then not to get too political, because not, that's probably not. Well, go ahead. Okay, no, well, okay. But like, how about all the stuff that he's been accused of, like murder, rape, and all the other things that you really, I mean, it's, it's proof about it, right? Like it's just how he's taking a selfie is also killing people in his own place and, you know, killing and murdering and everything else. Like I said, I don't want to get too much into it either, but I think the fact that every time you hear about stuff like that, it's, it's what you hear. You don't see it. You hear it, you hear it, because the people that's just corresponding over there right now, they don't even see it. Have you asked him about that stuff or no? No, nah, that's, that's not my place. Right, you don't yeah, want to that's, say that. That's, I don't want to go that, that deep like that. We, we're friends. That's what's most important thing, we're friends. And the only thing I say, like I said, I don't love the guy, I just like the guy because he gives me hospitality. Right, he, right, right. Know, like, it's on the surface. It's just it's on the surface, right? It's the surface. There's you guys no like have fun together. Just, just you guys karaoke, you go jet skiing, you hold his baby and give her a Rodman shirt. But, but, you, know, but you know what's funny, though? What? And I, I told this, I tell stories like this all the time. I said, would it be funny as hell if I went to a game, a basketball game, and I had Kim Jong-un sit right beside me? And people, and people wouldn't even believe it. People would not believe it. No. Nope. They wouldn't even believe it. They think it's a joke. Yes. That's why this whole thing is so crazy. I mean, it's, it's funny. Right? It's crazy. I mean, you went from like being arrested over seventy times right. in your life right. to now being this international diplomat, where like literally, like you're you're the biggest and best connection to our biggest not I would say to say enemy, but like North Korea, right? Mm. And I think that you you become like a superhero in some ways. Like another thing that you've kind of transcended. Well, it's like when Donald went back over again. He really didn't get anything accomplished because I, I'm thinking that when Donald went back over there. Donald was asking for so much shit, he said no. Right. Why didn't they send you? You should have gone instead. No, no, he, I, that's, what, that's what happened. I think Donald wanted to ask for a whole lot of stuff and then not to give him anything back in return. So basically, I think that's what, what it stood right there. So do you think that, when, do you think that they are going to maybe send you there to kind of get... I'm going to go back soon. I'm going to go back soon. I, you know, like I say, you know what? I, I go back over there because I'm going to do another a basketball game for him for his birthday. So uh, oh, he wow. like he likes that. So uh, we, you're gonna play basketball for him? I'm, yeah, I'll play basketball. play basketball with him ever, even yeah. though it's probably not like a great that's, game. That's, that's how we got started. We started playing horse, and it's a basketball court. That's how we got together. Really? Playing horse. Yeah. So we, we was playing horse. I beat him a couple of times. He beat me a couple of times. Will but, you come to my house and play basketball with my kid? Oh, you got a kid? I got two kids. What do you have right there? Well, that's one kid over there. Right, right. And then my other right kid, he's a, the boy would want to play. I mean, that'd be kind of a cool thing, right? Like to play basketball. Right. Would you come? Yeah, I would. All right, I'm going to hold you to that. Huh? I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to ask you off, off this to so come can over. So can I be Jewish and ask for like 10000 You can do <laughs> <laughs> Can I be Jewish? Can I ask for $10,000? You, know, you, know, you can ask, but I'm not sure you're going to get very far. A, a, a prince fee? But you can ask. A prince fee? You can, I can give you, how about 10,000 pennies? How about that? That's cool. Okay? All right. Okay, I have a few, few rapid-fire questions for you. Are you Go ready? Go ahead. All right, here we go. Who is your best friend? Today? Yes, today. <laughs> no, today? Today. Hmm. Hmm. Damn, that's hard, huh? Yeah, that's why they're called rapid fire. They got to be fast, right. though. Well, my best friend probably, my kids probably. Okay, that's fair. And then, what would you, what, what advice would you give the fifteen-year-old you? 
<laughs> what advice? What advice? Don't go to jail. Don't go to jail. All right. Um, and then we got to wrap up. They're giving me all these like signs, like get out of here. Right. So one more thing. What has been a blessing in disguise for you? Um, finding and right people in my life. That's a good one. I like that one. Mm. Well, okay, because we have to go, we got to wrap it up. I want to say, we want to say, I want to say thank you so much. You've been a doll. And Drop so it. thank you. Thank you. And I would love to do this again sometime. And well, we come over in New York, in New York. Okay. Sure. In, in New, New York. York. I'll go to New York. Times Square. Ti sure. Times Square. There right you go. On the steps. Sure. Steps. Okay. Let's do that. All right. I'm going right. to hold you to that. Summertime. I'm going to arrange that with Darren Prince. Okay. Yeah, right here. Right. All right. Cool. Good. Thank you so much. I've, cool. I've had a great time. Where would we people find you? Just Dennis Rodman, Twitter. Oh, you, don't, you don't really love social media, I know, but if they want to know what's going on in your life, where can they find you? Um, Google? Probably Santa, Press? Santa Monica, Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's over there at the Abbey. That's where you can find me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a cool local guy, man. I don't care, man. I love uh, so it. So I'm, I'm just like like these people here, man. I love being out, having a good time, stuff like that. I used to be famous. I'm just normal, you know, living life again. Yeah, you're really normal. Since, Most normal. Since, since I'm, yeah, I'm normal. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, anyway, you can find me all around the world. You can find me through Darren Prince. You can find me through there. You can find me through all my websites and stuff like that around the world. So it's 150 of them. So. Wow. All right. Oh, whoops, I said the time. Okay, quickly, are you working on anything right now fast? Nothing, yes, or something, anything big? Well, after this, I gotta go do my podcast. Oh, then no, Sunset Boulevard, so. Okay, then I'll be your guest. You'll be my guest? Perfect, yes. Huh? It's like, yeah, tit for tat. Tit for tat, yeah, right? I like it. You know, before we leave, I don't even know what the hell you do. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I don't know what you do. I'll tell you, I'll tell you after. Doing your show, I don't even know who the hell you are. I know, I'll tell you right. Darren should have told you. I, just kind of, I know who you are. I know you. Thank you so much. It was really great right, having cool, you. Baby, Thank cool. you. You're good. Right. Bye. Bye, guys. <coughs> All right. All right. I love it. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's going to push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.